You want your business to succeed. Technology can get you there. Let's throw open the IT closet door and explore how technology is impacting your goals. Join us on Business Plus Tech Equals Success with your host, CEO of Sabino Comtech and industry unicorn, Nancy Sabino. Hey, 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 thank you so much for joining me yet again for another episode of Business Plus Tech Equals Success. Today, I am speaking directly to all the CPAs out there. (laughs) Um, Just kidding, as well as all other business owners. Um, I love everyone equally. (laughs) No preference shown here. Um, So today's episode, I really wanted to get into the CPA world, though, as far as what technology they use, how does it affect their business, because we all know that CPAs are necessary to run our own businesses and or to help us with our taxes. Anyway, so without further ado, I want to introduce to you my good friend, Marcus Dillon. Hey, Marcus, how are you? Hey, Nancy. Pretty good. Thanks for uh, thanks for hosting me today. Of course. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself, about um, your firm and what you guys do. Yeah, great. Uh, Marcus Dillon, uh, CPA, have been in the accounting space. Uh, I don't want to age myself, uh, but I think 15 to 20 years is probably about the range. Um, I think COVID aged us all another five or 10. So, um, but starting to see the gray in the beard there, (laughs) you know, it's when they show up. So, um, but yeah, so CPA went to school to, um, you know, I I went to college, not really thinking I was going to be an accountant, but, uh, really liked numbers seemed to make sense to me. So it was easy to go that route did a big four Ernst and Young for a little bit out of college and then moved over to a smaller firm, got to learn how a small firm, small firm operates and really fell in love with the business of accounting. And so, uh, I knew that I wanted to own a business and the accounting firm model made sense to me at that time. And when we had an opportunity to acquire and start a practice in Katy, Texas, uh, my family, we jumped at it. It brought us a little bit closer to home. And uh, really, uh, from there on, that was nine years ago. So the last nine, almost 10 years have been really good to us as a, as a business and as a family. And so, uh, as you know me, and hopefully as the listeners will, will learn, like we try new things and we try experiments to kind of shape our business into the best business possible. And Uh, where we're at today is probably not where we would have thought we'd have been nine years ago, but you know, you've had a pandemic in there, a few (laughs) different tax law changes and a ton of different technology advances that really allow us to uh, be in what we feel is the best spot possible um, for a small business and an accounting firm. So it's a, it's life as a, we're trying to build businesses, raise uh, all at the same time. Uh, that, I don't know if listeners know that, but that's the same thing for Angel and I, uh, you know, building a business while trying to raise kids and trying to make it happen while the world around us changes and shifts and um, brings all sorts of new things for us to have to 
you know, find out how to deal with and how to move forward from. So you bring up technology uh, is one of those things for you. And obviously this is business plus tech equals success. So when it comes to your story, I know that, or at least I've seen some of the progress that has been made within your business. And yes, we had something to do with the technology aspect of it. I'm not going to lie. But what I find fascinating, and I think that would be very valuable to other CPAs and other business owners is how you guys came to the realization or to the, the conclusion of like technology is where business is at nowadays. So sure. how did that happen for you? Well, the, the main thing is we've always braced technology as a, as kind of being open-minded if uh, my team gets mad at me or, or expresses a little bit of, uh, of angst whenever I, I announce a new project or we're going to implement a new piece of software. So we're always just looking to become better. Um, and how we use software and technology in our daily business we always vet it to make sure that it not only will make our lives easier, but it will help educate our clients better on their own financials or make their life easier. So that's really kind of the starting point on some of the solutions that we look at. And because we've been able to really build a team and and build a business that is centered around technology, it allows for team members to work remotely. That was, so um, so important over the last uh, past year uh, where we really didn't lose a beat when COVID sent us all home after uh, after March. We, we had to make sure we had the right pieces in place, but the fact that we had virtual access to the programs or the databases that we needed and that most of our serve, most of our firm is set up on a, on a cloud-based platform uh, was really, uh, the piece that that set us up for success. So, uh, you know, the fact that we do, uh, we, we are so fortunate to have about 10 other folks uh, who work for us and each one of them has a family, whether they have kids or not. But uh, we saw that with all that COVID with the last few months have thrown at us that they were able to pivot very quickly and continue to be effective for our clients. And so we are continuing to embrace uh, that virtual piece of technology and really uh, make sure that they're successful. And what that allows us to do is look far into the future and say, you know, what makes the most sense as far as a technology stack that we look at. So we knew very early on, and I think when we were in- introduced to you and Angel, uh, you know, you have in-house server, you're tied to a physical location, uh, you've got a lot of wires running out, of, running in and out of a closet. Uh, and so we knew that that was probably not the best way to do business long-term and uh, started asking questions. Uh, whenever whenever a vendor or a relationship that, that we have uh, starts pushing back on, it's maybe the only way to do things or there's not really another solution, that's when we push back and look outside and um, that's when we found you guys. And so I think uh, y'all have definitely helped us over the year kind of come forward, uh, fast forward to where we are today, um, just a lot healthier, a lot better tech stack, just because we know that if someone needs to be sent home um, with their laptop, that they can still do everything that they were required to do uh, without, without any issue. 
So that's one thing that I've um, always kind of looked at you guys and and how you guys were handling that aspect of your business, uh, the the want to work remotely, which was even before COVID hit, um, you guys were always very much about work-life balance with your team, with yourselves, and trying to look for ways to be able to have that sense of balance in in within the business so i find it um pretty awesome pretty cool that you guys were early adopters to that methodology even before the world started to claim this is the the best thing ever um so it was just a benefit all around when you guys decided okay um it's time to now put this into action and have everyone work remotely because of COVID and so on and so forth. But you guys started to do that even before then. Yeah. And, and I think what, what we saw in our business and, um, you know, as the leader, you, you go out and you uh, get really excited. And maybe whenever we started the business nine years ago, I, I essentially created myself a job. And so what happened there is you create yourself a job and, uh, then that turns into a business you get to build and uh, you have to change your mindset from just creating yourself somewhere to go and um, and really setting it up for the best business possible. So if you're not evaluating your business as a business owner, number one, and you're still in that technician mindset, um, whatever it, it would require you to actually start thinking that way. So. Um, that shift was uh, probably five or six years ago as we started getting introduced to other consulting groups uh, who, you know, speak directly into the CPA firm life and um, just the, the better ways to do things and have a really modern firm. Um, I fell in love with that. And part of part of that, uh, I guess, coaching, if you would, or therapy session revolves around technology for us because there were so many pain points around technology in previous firms that I had worked in, and then even in our own firm starting out, uh, that we felt really limited by technology. And we just knew we had to push the envelope in the way that we do things and um, really get caught up to speed, get onboarded appropriately, and learn the technologies that we have to best use them. So, yeah, well, one thing um, that I guess we can tell the listeners is the relationship that Dylan CPAs and my firm Sabino Comp Tech had. Uh, we essentially had started out our our first first renditions of our companies around a very similar time, and back then what we offered was what we call break fix, which was um, I think the model that is mostly known when it comes to IT, something breaks and you pay somebody to come out and fix it. Um, and as our business has matured, I think um, we both kind of saw a need for something more. And the, I think that's one thing that is unique about the relationship between Dylan CPAs uh, and Sabino CompTech is that our business models matured around the same time. And um, we were able to provide a little bit more support uh, and be more proactive and more upfront about um, the technology that you guys needed for your business to run. Um, so that's 
I know one thing for us when we started to do that transition or make that transition, what was important at that point in time was talking to you guys about what your goals were as far as your business is and what would it take in order to make sure that you guys didn't feel constrained by the technology, um, that if your goals were to be able to work from the Bahamas, that we could provide that for you. Um, and so, but, you know, even before we get to that point, there there was definitely a lot of processes that had to uh, change or that had to be adapted uh, to newer technologies or whatever um, that may have looked like. So what would you tell people are like the main core functions that uh, technology has come in and solved some of the issues or uh, created efficiencies for your business so that you could get to the Bahamas eventually? Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. I can do my best to kind of give you a timeline. So much like you said that, um, that your business has changed and evolved into the best model that you and Angel feel, uh, can serve your ideal customer base. We've also had that same transition within Dylan CPAs and continue to, uh, to, to reshape the way that we do business to best serve our ideal client. And, the way that we originally started out on the path uh, of in in the business of accounting nine years ago, the technology that we had was was stable enough and it was in place to do what a traditional legacy tax legacy CPA firm does. So you've got a test clients and you've got tax clients that you build a practice around and you help them maybe once a year, uh, and then you also facilitate a phone call if they've got it and. Um, that's that's what we would consider a legacy CPA firm model, which um, it, there, there's no problem in that if that's what you want out of your business. And um, we have a lot of friends, a lot of other firm owners who who enjoy that pace of life. And then they work kind of uh, seasonal throughout the year and, and their their life revolves around deadlines. And um, that's great for them. And, and, you know, we we applaud them for finding a fit that works for them. Um, as, as a family, uh, Rachel and I, who also works in the business, we didn't want that for our life. And, uh, essentially we look back and at one point, the, the company that, that we had built and, and really that I, um, I had to take a step back and say, we created a monster and we created a monster that was all consuming of life. It, uh, it was so inter interweaved into our family lives, our children's lives, or you know, and and so it really took priority over the most important important relationships, and we knew we had to change, and so that's when the shift really occurred um, from a health perspective overall, and we started looking at other ways to do business, and now um, we're much more involved with our ideal clients throughout the year through the way that the the way that we uh, choose to serve them through our two business models. Um, and and if if a client you know you've kind of got to that point i know y'all have in your in your business if if a client doesn't want to be served the way that you're you're trying to serve them it's okay it, it you know there are plenty of other great uh firms out there other plenty of other great businesses that will serve folks the way that they want to serve and so i've been very fortunate to create peers and have relationships within the cpa community and 
just know the right folks to kind of uh, introduce whenever those opportunities do come up. But, you know, for us, it, it really is that advisory, that consulting piece that gets us excited. And we want to make sure that we develop confident business owners so that they can see beyond the numbers. Um, and the way that we do that is, is really by having a relationship throughout the year. So it's making sure that stuff like payroll and sales tax are just done and that they are so streamlined and kind of an afterthought that they really don't cause chaos in the, in the business or in the business owner's life. So we have to have really good processes and technology around those two pieces. The other, the other really good technology that we have to have nailed down is just their accounting system. So they have to be on a cloud-based accounting system that is accessible by our team and them at any given time. So uh, if, if a need arises, we can jump in and help them out. Uh, but then also given our business model, we're in that file um, throughout the month, you know, on a weekly basis, really, you know, checking over their shoulder to make sure everything's going well. And then whenever the month closes out, that's whenever we kind of start this closeout process, produce financials, actually go over those financials with the with the client and make sure that they are as educated as they want to be about those numbers. Um, because being educated with that data, you know, from a from an accounting perspective, um, and, and I'm sure you probably lost some folks at the beginning of the podcast whenever you said attention all CPAs because everybody else just <laughs> Fast forward, uh, <laughs> as accountants, you know, we get in the habit of being very technical by nature and not being educators. And I think uh, we have to take it a step further to say, hey, the, this set of financials is really good and really clean. Here you go. Or here's your tax return. You had a really great year. Um, I think the clients that we see and that we love to work with are really growth minded and want to dig in to know what other opportunities exist. And so that the way that we do that is through relationship and that relationship is ongoing throughout the year on both the business and the individual side and all the technology that is so weaved into that um, from the payroll and sales tax stack to the overall accounting like base um, that we have to have. We have to have a good solid base there. Uh, but then even we take it a step further and we export that data to dashboards and so dashboards where we can track certain key performance indicators kpis um, that we go over with the business owner uh, whether it's monthly or quarterly and that we're making sure that they are following uh, the goals that they've set out and those dashboards allow us to track trends and things in the business and we love it because data is non-emotional um, and we have to have that great bedside manner to really go through that data with our client and kind of put it in perspective and so that technology the uh, the dashboards that really allows us to point out things that maybe a client uh, would not understand um, given their background and then the other kind of don't want to understand <laughs> you know, don't have time yeah. to understand <laughs> and then where we're even going further and you know and you and i kind of had discussed this previously is uh how we use video and how we use other uh other tools in our business so it was you know it was really great to do a set of financial statements and get that off your plate and send it to the client and be done and 
we realize that when clients receive those financials or that tax return, they hardly look at it. And so we take that a step further and want them to actually uh, maybe have some context around what we're sending them. So here recently in the midst of COVID, we wanted to make sure we have plenty of personal connection with those clients. So we've actually been videoing ourselves going over those financials with them on a monthly or quarterly basis to walk through their numbers so that they just they have some context that they hear someone speaking about their actual results and i i i pride myself on trying to make sure that the client is as educated as they want to and the fun part of my job is we get to see we get to see a side of the business that many folks do not and um you know a customer or maybe even a team member really has no idea about profitability or hardships in the business. And so as the client's advocate, as their most trusted advisor, we're right there alongside them. And so if they have their best month ever uh, in their in their business and no one says congratulations, that sucks. And so it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, our, it's our job to tell folks, you know, hey, congratulations, like, virtual high five, uh, you know, I'll buy you lunch the next time we're out and, uh, you know, you're killing it, keep doing what you're doing or, Hey, here's a warning sign. Here's an alarm going off. Like we really need to pay attention to this, whether it's cash flow or expenses are getting out of line. So all of that to say, like, we could not do that if we did not have the right technology in place. Um, and you know, manual processes and things like that just would kill our efficiency to where, we couldn't be profitable in those engagements to where then we could no longer do those engagements. And uh, we feel like that's where we're called. And so, um, yeah, they, they say that, um, you know, that the saying it's lonely at the top and for sure that's felt as I think no one feels that more than an entrepreneur or a business owner. And because it's so true, nobody knows the ups and the downs that come with the with owning a business, frankly speaking, that um, no one else is going to be aware of, not your family, not your friends, not your team members. No one will know those those struggles. But to have somebody there to tell you, hey, great job, um, that within itself, I think, is something that is needed uh, the, on the emotional side of being a business owner, having some of that support. So that that's something that I for sure agree with and and think that that is something that only other business owners can know. Um, so anyway, that's that's my rant for that. <laughs> um, but beyond that, we saw that we saw that uh, only elevated during COVID. You know, business owners felt so alone, and you were trapped on an island. And and unless you had a place to go with trusted you know trusted peers or advisors, uh, you know that's going to take a while to get through. And so I agree that uh, as business owners, we all need that support, whether, you know, you're finding that through uh, a relationship as a vendor or just a friend or, you know, a coach. Um, so I, I think everybody needs that. And you only help to make, you only help each other become better. Uh, iron sharpens iron. And so uh, that's kind of where we're at in our practice. And that's where, um, you know, the technology that we continue to evaluate and continue continue to incorporate has to make sense. It has to has to provide an ROI, not only for our team, but for our customer base. And that's one thing that um, as 
you were talking, really the points that I was, what I was hearing was one, the tools that you were evaluating and that you were implementing for your business uh, in order for your processes to be efficient. At the end of the day, the goal of those was the end results that you were going to provide for your clients. Is that did I hear that correctly? (laughs) You're exactly right. So I think um, as a client, no client cares that you spent $30,000 on the best tax software possible. They just care that the tax return was done uh, and that it was done within the bounds of the law and that you took advantage of every opportunity um, possible. Um, But do they care about how you visually break down their results and go over that data with them? Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the differentiating uh, part of really being able to use technology within your firm and how you use that technology with clients. So you can have all the best technology loaded on your machine, um, but if you don't know how to use it or if you never use it, um, it's just it's just a waste of money at the end of the day. So uh, we'll occasionally go through it, and this is part of your prompting as well, like, hey, what what subscriptions do you have? What are you really using? What are we looking at? And so We've also seen over time, we're trying to simplify things. We don't want so many vendors. We don't want so many pieces of technology that maybe don't speak to one another. Um, You know, in this open technology API life that we're all living in, that's really important because uh, the AI that exists in every piece of software now, uh, as long as you're fully utilizing that and, and making your life better, making your clients' lives better, like more power to you. And I think that's that's what we evaluate is, does this speak to one another? Is it easy to maintain? Um, and even when we're having those conversations, you know, I would have never thought I would be having, you know, monthly or quarterly conversations with clients where we're talking about their own technology because everything that we're doing in our practice is helping the client and we're able to evaluate, hey, we'll have you have you looked at this software, this software, and this is kind of how we're using it as professional service advisors. And, you know, because we cater to that side of life, it's a lot easy. It's a lot easier to speak into, hey, like you need to evaluate this. This needs to be a part of your radar, um, you know, from the the scary world of uh, cybersecurity and all that fun stuff. You have to kind of make sure that your dual factor authentication and uh, everything's turned on possible. So. We feel that it's our place to educate the client a little bit on technology, but really stay in our lane um, and, you know, kind of point them to the right resources possible for that. Yeah, I, I think that you're in the, you know, one of the best positions to be able to look at somebody else's business and say, you know, there's there's opportunity here Um because of the lack of technology that's currently in place. So, and I, and I guess at the end of it, you're in a, good position because you can directly say, um, you know, or see the fact of lacking technology equals lacking profitability. So if you can invest um, in your technology, then you can create these deficiencies within your own business, and then that will equal more profitability. That's right. Yeah. And then the the other thing that we haven't really even talked about is the future of talent and looking at um, the the future team members or maybe the existing team members that you have and 
we see a shift, especially in our industry. We see a lot of folks that are coming out of college that do not want to work the same way that maybe their parents worked and uh, that required them to be at a physical location using server-based solutions. Uh, they want to be mobile. They want to live life. And, uh, you know, at Dell and CPAs, we're embracing that. We have a a fairly young uh, team and it's getting younger by the day. Every time we we hire someone, I look at the age on their license and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I know where <laughs> I when you were born. Um, and, and so, but that's just, that's part of life. That's part of, of getting older. But, um, but the really fun and exciting thing is it really opens you up to the best talent. And, you know, the, the folks that are coming out uh, of college and entering the workforce, if you embrace the way that they want to work, um, you know, there's going to be nothing more exciting than the creativity that they bring to the table. And we also see that in, in clients. We see where, you know, whether it's a family owned business and now the kids are starting to get more involved, uh, they don't want to run the business the same way it's always been run. So I think that's that's exciting for us because we kind of embrace that change, um, change for the good. You don't want to change just something every year just to change it. And um, but that's that's the other piece that we really have to pay attention to. Um, so we set ourselves up for for the best future. The leadership of millennials is here, people. <laughs> I don't even know if millennials the right word. You know, I think it's this. Well, uh, the Gen Zers are entering the market, um, but the leadership positions are now being, um, or I guess millennials are now stepping into those leadership positions. Shout out to all the millennials out there in business. <laughs> My fellow millennials. <laughs> I know. The, uh, you hate to put anyone kind of in, in that that bucket of, of just typecasting. But, uh, you know, we were talking about family a little bit earlier, and Rachel and I are very proud. We, we've reached this point in, in, I guess, our family life where our oldest daughter, who's 15, we've had to start having conversations around college and, you know, what are you thinking you want to do? And um, she actually has a really, uh, really cool little bakery that she has started, um, on Instagram and, and has done really well. And, um, you know, is, is paying for half of her first vehicle. And, um, so, so it's been really neat to see the entrepreneurial bug, uh, you know, pass down through the next generation, but you really, you know, unless you're going to go to a culinary school, you don't major in cakes, uh, you know, at, at <laughs> Uh, that should whenever, be a thing, Marcus. <laughs> so, but whenever we were having the most recent conversation, she said, well, accounting. And so I'm like, oh, distill my heart. You know, it's like, uh, this child will actually learn um, a little bit of like the language of business, as we call it. Then she'll be able to actually run her business and know, you know, what uh, cash flow looks like and what uh, trends in the business. And I'm sure she'll always have you know, her biggest fan, her dad being there at her side as well. But, um, you know, I think the fact that Rachel and I can finally say like, okay, our business may not suck as bad as it once did, that our kids actually want to kind of go down the path of uh, the industry, you know, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a big turning point for us. So, yeah, th that's something that is um, a great feeling as a parent to, especially one that again, was raising a family while trying to build a business and, and realizing, okay, it, they, they didn't hate us for it. Um, they grew up uh, with a different sense of 
responsibility and a different sense of um, looking at uh, the business world uh, and wanting to step into that. So that's that's cool. Job well done. <laughs> it may change next week, but we'll see. Like I'm yeah. gonna this week as hard as I can. So. <laughs> to be a secession plan right there in the making. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that far, uh, but you never know, so. <laughs> That's, um, so our, our daughter's also 15, uh, just turned 15 a couple, uh, maybe a week ago, actually, 10 days ago. Um, and she, from the very beginning, has said she wants to own a business, but she does not want to own ours. So she is not our secession plan at all. <laughs> was like, well, great. <laughs> she'll be a client. That's the only thing. And so yeah. <laughs> uh, with Kinley, she's not the best uh, client for us. I actually have to go into her QuickBooks online account and update quite a bit. So uh, there's still <laughs> that education piece that needs to exist. And that's why, uh, and that will come with maturity. I know. So. Yeah. Shout out to Kinley, uh, Kinley's Bakery. Um, Kinley's what, what's the name of it? Uh, Kinley's Confections. And so she's super talented. 15, you know, she started baking at 14 and self-taught. And, um, you know, Rachel and I and, and our other daughter, Avery, have been able to keep our waistline in check with all the goodies that are around us at all time. But yeah, she's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. She's way better at content than I am. So I can learn a little bit from her on her stuff there. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's why uh, the newer generations are needed within our workplaces, the creativity that they can add to it, fresh new look through new eyes, <laughs> that kind of thing. Plus, it's so much better to look at cake and cupcakes and macarons than accounting, you know, and tax returns and and uh, IT. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So got a little bit of a, of a head start on uh, the content piece already. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel that when it comes to nobody wants to look in the IT closet. Like, everybody's trying to w run away from that. <laughs> no doubt. Um, so what would you say, getting back to our, our conversation, because as much as I would want to continue talking about cake, I'm just going to want some. So we're going to have to keep on moving. Uh, how do you now evaluate the systems that you'll put in place to support all your business functions? Yeah, so uh, I would say that uh, we are, we still have some server-based applications. So that's the main thing is like phasing out the, the server over time as it makes sense. Um, and just evaluating is it is it a cloud-based is pretty much where we're at and you know for some folks that you know everything's cloud-based which is awesome and even when i look back and say if i was to start a, a business day or a cpa firm today my tech stack may look completely different um, than what we started with and the legacy programs that we had to um you, you know move beyond and, and replace so i think that's startups and and you know young cpas people that want to have a dream and go build their own practice and book like more power to you like you've got so many more resources and you just don't even know it um but that's the main thing that we evaluate is it going to be easy to use will it incorporate with our existing stack and will it get us to a place where uh, a, a team member whether they live in katy texas or dallas texas or destin florida can they use that um 
can they use that technology just as easy as the person who's sitting right next to a server um, if that's still in place? So that's what we look for, um, you know, and that it's been vetted. Uh, thankfully, we have a relationship with you uh, and your business, and we we only we only incorporate vetted pieces of software in our business. You know, we don't like to take a chance on things that are going to be here today and gone tomorrow. So um, it does have to have a little bit of a useful life prior to it kind of being used by us. Yeah. And that's the the kicker nowadays um, with software um, as a service is that there are so many different softwares that are being added to the market constantly and uh, having someone to help evaluate that, uh, whether you know, other other clients have used it or um, there's just evaluating the software within itself, the, the maturity of the software and what it integrates with and so on and so forth. What are the backup plans uh, for said software, that kind of thing? Because if you have not moved over to a software as a service, a browser-based software, uh, that can be scary in the sense of what happens to my data if this software company shuts down. Um, and so having those plans in place and, and asking those questions are definitely uh, something that I would recommend. Um, so that's awesome. And what would you say, um, what would you say to, since you were talking to a, um, you know, a startup, either CPA form or firm or not, uh, what would you say to them as some advice uh, now, like everything that you've learned and so on and so forth? Oh, I think um, you have to take the time to separate yourself from the business and work, actually work on the business, not just in the business. And so, so I think- uh, before you continue, I'm going to stop you there because everybody, everybody says that, right? Um, like, I'm calling you out. <laughs> okay. No, no. Um, but really, I want to dig into that because what does that mean? Um, as a younger business owner, I would hear that constantly and I would think to myself, like, what what does that actually mean? How how am I working on my business versus in? What is you you have to surround yourself with somebody and you may even have to pay that somebody to hold you accountable and to hold you to a meeting. And to say, hey, let's look at this together and and measure where you're at today versus where you were yesterday and where you want to go. And so, I mean, there are plenty of options out there, uh, whether whether that's with like, you know, your CPA firm from a financial perspective, your technology company from an IT perspective, or maybe you're part of a mastermind group or some type of industry consulting group. Um that can feed into you and, you know, being involved with those groups and having a, um, you know, a CPA specific coach over the last, you know, seven, six, seven years, um, getting to see what firms and what other firm owners are doing right and what they are, you know, doing wrong and really evaluating how do you incorporate that into your business. Um, you know, I think they're, there's plenty of business coaches. There's plenty of um, different options that you have there. So you have to go with somebody that you can connect with um, from the very beginning or that is is industry specific and has maybe been where you want to go. And, you know, we, we see that all the time where folks that monetize um, monetize their business, they do a, an M&A deal and you can learn from the folks that went before you. And I think they've got the experience. They've 
They've had the pain points, everything that you will experience if you try to go down that yourself. So when I say, yes, you have to rise above from the, from the trees to really look at the forest and see where you're going, uh, I realize that you, you, most people are not disciplined enough to do that on their own. And by having someone help keep you accountable um, and consi consi consistently talk through that is what is usually needed. Thank you. I, I definitely um, agree with that and feel that. I know as a younger entrepreneur, that's exactly the, um, the the things that I needed to learn for me in my own business and realizing that you can't do it on your own. You do have to surround yourself with people that will uh, get you out of the technician seat and into the owner seat and will help you look at your business in a completely different viewpoint so that you can see where are you going. Because ultimately speaking, if you aren't doing that, then why are you in business? Yeah, and that's correct. And, you know, as as our role as being one of those advisors for, 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 for select businesses and folks that have uh, engaged us to do so, which we're so proud um, of those relationships, um, I actually, you know, there, there was a shift whenever I think when folks, you know, you make that technician to advisor shift. Um, for me, it was really evident because I started caring more about my clients' businesses than our own. And, and maybe that was just because we got to a point where things were kicking were clicking along. We had the right team in place. Um, but whenever I actually, you know, lost sleep over a client's business and struggles they were going through, or got so I got more excited about the results that they were going in their business and the processes that we were seeing that we put in place with um, the hope that it would pay off. And then when it finally starts paying off, it's like, you know, hey, we were a part of this and, you know, we were able to really help get you here and now you can do great things. And so I think that was the shift for me from technician to advisor. And once you once you've tasted that, it's so hard to go back to, I'm going to go back to the trees. I'm going to go back to hiding behind my screen. Um, and so that's, that's definitely where my heart is as an advisor for the, the clients that um, we get to live life alongside. And, um, you know, I think, I think you see the same thing in, in your, in your line of work. And, um, you know, the good days are when, there it's boring days, you know, the, the server <laughs> crash and then there wasn't, there wasn't things, uh, you know, internet didn't go down or firewall wasn't, it's, it's, it's the stupid stuff, you know? And so I think whenever your best days are the boring ones and you get to go home to a family or you get to go home to a spouse or you get to go home to Netflix, uh, at a reasonable hour, I think those are the days that we all get guilty of not celebrating. Um, and then we just continue to focus on the bad. And so, but, but that's where we're at. You know, I think um, technology allows us to be there and uh, be present in those relationships. And so that's kind of how we evaluate everything. That's awesome. Um, so some of what you were saying just now reminds me of a book that I read. Um, I don't know if you've read it, The Go-Giver by uh, Bob Berg. I have not, but I'm always, um, I'm always looking for new material. Um, to, to listen to. So I'll have to jot that one down. 
Yeah, so the the go giver, um, it's it's a business idea that is kind of like the go getter, but turning that into the go giver. So essentially, the more that you give to others of the relationships that you build, um, then in return, you will you will get ultimately speaking. Um, so the feeling that you're talking about, where as an advisor, you are working more alongside the uh, businesses, the business owners, to make sure that their businesses succeed. What you're giving to them, you eventually will get back in return with the success of your own business. Um, and so that's that's the premise of this book is is be a go-giver as opposed to a go-getter mm-hmm. um, yeah give and, instead of get because eventually you will um it, it's just bound to happen sure and i'm sure that the the book touches on you know you have a, a service conversation versus a sales conversation and, and all that how you really approach those client or perspective relationships um I'm sure I'm sure that that book would be speaking my love language if I if I read it or listened to it. So I'll have to <laughs> yes. Put that one on the list. Yeah, for sure. So it's The Go-Giver by Bob Berg for those out there listening uh, that want to read that book as well. Highly recommended. Um, so we are about 40, 45 minutes in. Um, any last words that you would want to tell any business owners out there? Um any last advice, lessons learned, mistakes to avoid? <laughs> no, I think, you know, um, you know, I can do too. I think from a technology perspective, you know, surround yourself with good folks. Um, unless, unless that's your background, uh, you do not need to be immersed in technology. I think you need to be focused on why you started the business and keep that in mind. And if you have a great team around you to kind of take point on that side of life, and the many pain points that could exist with doing it wrong or doing it yourself, um, if you have the right team, it really frees you up to spend time where it matters most. And whether that's with your client base, with your friends, with your team, with your family, I think that's what um, maybe I, I have learned. I learned it early on, thankfully, but um, whenever it comes to technology is as far as that's concerned. So. The other just general piece of advice that I would leave all business owners with is um, don't don't wish your life away. And so I think um, we're very uh, CPAs uh, as an industry as a whole. Uh, we can measure our life uh, one busy season at a time. So one tax filing at a time. And so, you know, a lot of folks at the end of their career, they'll be, you know, I live through 30 tax seasons and, you know, that's awesome. Um, but, you know, I think what gets lost in between every one of those tax seasons is all the life that happens. And so no one ever wants to look back on their life and say, man, I wish I would have done one more tax return or, you know, done one more uh, server upgrade. You know, maybe that's, that's in your life, but (laughs) I think uh, you have to enjoy the now and be present um, versus always, always looking ahead. And I think whenever, you know, whenever you're dealing with visionary business leaders who are, who are constantly looking ahead, they do not take time to reflect on the now. And I think, you know, that's just part of the maturity of our life, um, what we've seen in our business and what we've seen in our family, that you, you have to be present um, 
no matter what's going on. And so no matter what projects exist, no matter what um, is going on, you still have to be present daily. Beautiful. Um, well, that is a great way to wrap up. Thank you so much, Marcus, for being with us today. Um, last thing, leave folks with how to get a hold of you. Yeah. So, um, like I said, we're, we're an advisor to business owners. Uh, we help, help, um, help visionary leaders, help families, uh, really think, um, about the future and, uh, ultimately, feel confident about life and then really look beyond the numbers. So the best way to find us is probably through our website, uh, dillncpas.com, D-I-L-L-O-N-C-P-A-S.com. Um, we do have a physical location in Katy, Texas. Um, a lot of us do work uh, virtually nowadays. Uh, we have that benefit and that gets that, that allows us to meet our clients where they're at. So the website is the best spot and then we still do have uh, a phone line and all that good stuff. It's 281-578-2002. So that's the business side. Uh, me personally, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, there's there's uh, not too many uh, CPAs out there that think the way that, that we do and take the approach that we do. And we just, we love it. And um, if y'all have questions about um, what's going on your side of, of life, we'd love to have that conversation and see how we can help. Perfect. And I'll make sure to include um, how to get a hold of you on the show notes so people can actually um, find it when they need to. So, cool. all right. Thank you, guys. And we will see you next time on Business Plus Tech Equals Success. Have a great one. Thank you for spending this time with me and my guest. I hope you were able to get some juicy, helpful tips or some nuggets that got you thinking. If you want to connect in between episodes, visit my website, nancysabino.com. Follow me at Nancy Sabino, S-E-T, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Nancy Sabino on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. See you next time.